Why does Wall Street like to prey on the weakest individuals or those without the ability to protect themselves? Regardless of the level of power and resources obtained by the wealthiest Americans in the world, it never seems to be enough. Generation upon generation of the poor are often treated as past slaves. The more poor people try to get even, rarely ahead, there comes something to block their path. Now Social Security Administration is opening up 54 units to help Wall Street in their task to oppress the disabled. The 54 units primarily is tasked with surveillance of people on SSDI and SSI. Why would Congress create such a bill to be enforced? Is this due to Wall Street losing money placed in Social Security by working Americans and now need to replace those funds? Is it due to Social Security documentation not being as clear as it should be today for disabled to understand? There was a time America was so wealthy they looked down on the funding of Social Security and recipients. But now that Wall Street has done a number on this country, it looks like platinum to be used for the next stock market crash. Where will these new 54 surveillance units be placed in the United States seeking money for Wall Street? Is it a sign of greed or fraud? A clue could be who tends to be the victims and the types of cases. The haves versus the have-nots fare quite differently in most cases. Today, let's talk about the impact of Social Security disability surveillance against those who cannot protect themselves and how it's done. One of the reasons why it is difficult for insurance policyholders to defend themselves against attacks by insurance companies, employers, or Social Security is that the average person has no clue about deviant levels which can be used against them. Policyholders are told to be honest and truthful above all else or face the consequences of a system that's already set up against them. Personally, I believe most people are honest and forthright. Therefore, there is no great leap for most policyholders. Yet, when placed in a position to compete with those having a strategy about how to protect their interests, money, power, and influence against many clueless policyholders, it's more like an eagle against a worm. There isn't really much competition. In fact, there is not safety in numbers when policyholders do not recognize their ability as a group to stand up for benefits from these entities. Until policyholders begin to evaluate these insurers and their tactics used to keep benefits that belong to insurance, that means you, it may be a long road back to fair and justice treatment for many recipients. When bully tactics are used against single policyholders while insurance employers or SSA use their vast resources against a single policyholder or working together against this insured, who would not feel like a worm, or even act like one for that matter? Frankly, it is highly understandable. A worm has no protections except going underground. In the case of a policyholder, that means submission, even when in the right. Why? Because any of these entities can stop the small stream of money that flows into the policyholders' pockets used for survival. This may be viewed as a new terrorism, American style, which places many vulnerable people in the worst position without any support to help them stand on their own merits, which in many cases may be a great deal of justice. Who controls the money in many instances? 
controls how things will go with a claim with any of these organizations. Consider the education, legal, community, and brand recognition of these companies. Who has equal resources as a policyholder in comparison to any of these three? Very few people. In fact, if they did, I suspect there would not be a problem in dealing with these companies due to the policyholder's ability to fight back. Imagine being a policyholder expecting your monthly benefit payment from insurance company, employer, or SSA. Without any previous warning, the money expected for your monthly bill doesn't come. After calling insured, you don't get a good reason why. How fearful would you be? What would you do or say to get the help back in place? Would you feel in control of your life? What if you were threatened with fraud? Or on top of this, you are not well, you're sick or disabled. To make matters worse, you have no one there to help you. As you can now imagine, these policyholders are in a world of hurt. Let's assume an insurer says, sign here to get your benefits back in place. What would you do? How much do you know about your rights? The more questions I ask here, the more you can see how complicated a decision can be. First, in my opinion, many poor and middle-class policyholders have already been trained on how to react by our society of being treated as second-class citizens. What if you believe that you are a second-class citizen? How would you respond to them? As powerful gods who now control your world? Or as a David and Goliath story and get out your rocks and get to throwing? The psychology of surveillance is a damaging experience to those already suffering and in pain. Why would any company make this more difficult? Two words, money and greed. Even at the expense of those with so little of either one of these, our current societal structure is set up to take back the money made each month by poor people. The money is given out at the beginning of the month and taken back by the people who gave it in the beginning. Far too many with few resources are targeted and victimized in hopes of taking their money for luxury living of a few. By the time food, rent, phone, car insurance, and credit cards are paid off, rarely is there a cent left to save in most cases. Now add Bill H.R. 3482 in Congress that adds 54 investigative units for disability surveillance in order to take money back from legitimate policyholders. Where does Congress and Social Security want this money to go? How much are they spending in hopes of accomplishing this? How many insurance or self-insured employer lobbyists convinced them this was a worthy goal and why? Only Congress and the Social Security Administration can answer for their actions to hurt people that are disabled, both SSI and SSDI. Has Wall Street flipped the Social Security Administration? Are they no longer a viable agency to stand up for the insured? Have they been turned by Wall Street's greed for the stock market? How many more victims will there be from this Social Security Disability Surveillance Project? Far too many people receiving Social Security Disability through SSDI and SSI have been ostracized for generations from stereotypes that do not apply. Is SSA now using these slogans to harm the people they're supposed to be protecting? 
They have the statistics that show who the insured are, and recipients do not reflect these derogatory perceptions. Yet many SSDI and SSI individuals live with these biases every day and must fight against them. The stature of these organizations place an unfair advantage against the people they are coming up against unjustly in order to profit those who, frankly, already have enough government contracts, tax deductions, and are in too close of contact with those not looking out for even their own insurance interests. The next time you hear an article about a disabled person being scrutinized, I challenge you to look behind the rhetoric and ask, who will benefit financially from these actions? The resources provided in most cases are not enough for a disabled person to survive on. There is not great wealth in insurance benefit checks. This is a struggling life for most. However, if Wall Street puts all the money together, this haven may provide them with the gambling money needed for another adventure. The disabled must hold on to self-pride and respect and choose to become educated about their current legal rights, albeit a few compared to those corporations have, and speak up for individual concerns, but also for all people receiving Social Security. Personally, I know the devastation of the deceptive practices that are often used against poor and middle-class disabled. To stand up today means less suffering for sick and disabled in the future by these same surveillance and greed tactics. From my perspective, you are larger than you think. If you do not stand up for yourself, there may not be anyone else who will. If you stand up with the people who have been wronged by surveillance, harassment, intimidation, non-payment, stopped payments, slick-talking, psychological warfare, and yes, this is another endless list. The point is your body counts, your pain and suffering matter. You will have to stand with others to put an end to this practice of Wall Street running everything in America, including Social Security Administration. Insurance is supposed to be a practice that protects in the worst circumstances, not one that makes it worse, especially when paying for these services. Far too many citizens have not received fair and just settlements by insurance companies and self-insured employers. Now they want to add Social Security Disability Surveillance Fraud as a tool in their arsenal at policyholders' expense for Wall Street. Don't stand still for this. Be sure to support insured civil rights legislation, putting an end to the hurt and shaming to be imposed on a segment of the population that already has far too much of this being unfairly thrown at them. Truth to power is really a David and Goliath-sized battle. In a society where wealth is so unequally divided, it gives a large advantage to those with and a detrimental disadvantage to those without. When corporations can use their current resources to squash opinions often different than their own, it often keeps constituents ignorant about what is happening around them. Without this information, it's difficult to make good decisions, which leaves progress in the hands of a few who already have too much of it to use against those who need it most. When insurance companies, employers, and Social Security Administration have large IT departments, advanced software, 
security equipment, and possible use of law enforcement tools to bring against policyholders for their own purposes and agendas, the predicament poses a serious problem for those with hardly a pot to pee in, so to speak. What are some of the tactics insurers may use against policyholders? Performing surveillance upon your phone, computers, residents, friends, family, place tracking devices anywhere they can get them, turn people close to you to find out more information, bullying you to being fearful of their actions in order to get your cooperation. Isn't this sounding more like the rhetoric used to discuss other countries' actions against their citizens? This activity is happening right here under our noses in the United States of America. Where are their warrants? What are the grounds they are using to take on this activity? Who is aware of their actions? And more importantly, who is there to help policyholders who don't have a clue? These actions were introduced by Republican Sam Graves. What would Mr. Graves desire to get out of this bill? And has he told the people of his state he is trying to cut their benefits? Let's take a look at the last section of H.R. 3482 bill in Congress. You can also read the full bill for yourself on Congress's archives for the current legislation period of 215 to 216. Quote, A demonstration program that encourages employers to reduce the incidence of disability among their employees by 20% through a voluntary program that provides the employer with a tax credit if their employees do not file for Social Security disability insurance. End quote. So, is Social Security willing to turn your life upside down to gain money for Wall Street? Social Security Administration is working with self-insured employers in order to stop the money flowing to disabled who trust them, if hurt. Why would Social Security Administration join into a practice that is surely to harm you? How can they expect to be trusted when they are willing to roll over, so to speak, and join Wall Street against those they are supposed to help? Who is really helping who here? The next time you are asked who Social Security Disability Surveillance is for and must consider whether it is greed or fraud, think about H.R. 3482 before making your decision. Call Congress at 202-224-3121 and let them know what you think about H.R. 3482 bill. And that's 215 to 216. That's where you can find the bill in the archives. And the title is Disability Insurance Protection and Fraud Prevention Act of 215. Ask them to support insured civil rights legislation in 216 to protect the rights of insured instead of harming them. Stay safe, well, and determined. Thank you for listening. Also remember, the 216 Car Accident Weekly Planners to help stay organized is available all year long in case you are involved in a collision. If you need help, please send me a message at support at estraseattle.com. Thank you.